Well, Razorback fans, you had some pretty bad, weird news going on with Razorback football. Why not? So let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the John Neighbors Show. Here you can catch every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 on Natty State Sports and NattyStateSports.com. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more where new customers, you join today and you get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday as it is late here at the Natty State Sports Studios. But a few things, though, have happened in the world of sports, which, by the way, um, Razorback football hasn't really been talked about a whole lot. And am I the only one that usually thinks that's a good thing? You know, if Razorback football or just your football team gets brought up, like at this point in time of the year, in late January, early February... It's usually not for a very good reason. And that's kind of what happened when it came to Razorback football. Because they had a signee. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say that he decommitted, which he didn't. There was no decommitment going on. But what it was is that he is a guy who signed his national letter of intent with Arkansas. And then just... Uh, Wanted out of it, and it was officially at least announced of his release on February 1st. So this is four-star wide receiver Ashton Bethel Roman. He's a four-star wide receiver out of Missouri City's Texas. He signed with Arkansas back in December, and he's officially been granted his release of his national letter intent uh, with the Razorbacks. This is according to wholehogsports.com. He's expected to sign with another program next week. He was recruited by the Razorbacks by Kenny Guyton, as we all know, the former wide receivers coach who left to go and be the coach at Wisconsin or the wide receiver coach at Wisconsin. And Ronnie Fouch is the guy that replaced him. who was the former Missouri State wide receivers coach. He's 6'1", 170 pounds, chose Arkansas over 20 scholarship offers, including Texas Tech, Oregon, Nebraska, Ole Miss, Purdue, TCU, Baylor, Houston, and Kansas State. He's the third highest rated prospect of the 2024 class uh, from Arkansas. His departure leaves Arkansas with two wide receiver uh, signees out of the high school class, C.J. Brown of Bentonville and Cross Johnson of New Orleans Holy Cross. And they also signed Jordan Anthony, who was that transfer Texas A&M wide receiver. So, yay. Um. Here's the thing. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and say that it, this is like some sort of earth-shattering, program-changing, you know, all hope is lost type of news when it comes to the sports world. I'm not doing that. Like, there's just high school recruiting itself in the football landscape is usually not even anywhere close to what it used to be, or what people may take it to be. Like, it's just so different nowadays. But it is kind of. Sucky, you know, for any time this something like this happens. Because you never want to lose any players that you're looking forward to or they may have a high that's and regarded highly or or whatever. You don't want to ever do that. 
But here's my thing. When this stuff happens, which it happens all the time, we know players decommit, players get out of their national letter of intent. Um, you know, these things happen fairly often. But how I look at it, though, is timing. To me, that's what's the important thing or the least interesting thing is timing. Why now? Now, there's a few different options that could go through this right now. Like there, there could be something as simple as, say, he was trying to get out as soon as Kenny Guyton left. And maybe there was a lot of paperwork that they had to go to. Maybe there's a lot of you know, stuff and fulfillments that had to be made. And maybe there was some problems. Like, you know, maybe there was just some stuff that they had to figure out first. And then if they figured it out, then they would go into it. You know, something like that. Could have been that. Simple as that. Or maybe it was just simply him being at the university or at least being committed to Arkansas because I don't believe he was an early enrollee. He signed early. I don't think he was an early enrollee. But maybe it was just something to where he's sitting back. He's like, you know what? This this new wide receivers coach ain't for me. It's not the guy I committed to, so I'm going to go elsewhere. Or maybe, now this might be the craziest conspiracy, Maybe whatever school that he's going to commit to tampered and went to him and said, like, hey, uh, we didn't want you before. We want you now. You know, you know, you go to Arkansas. They're going to be, as a true freshman, they got all these wide receivers coming back. You're not going to play any. So come on over to us. It could happen that way, too. But the problem is, is really what comes down is, is this. Like, I don't want to sound like an old man yelling at clouds. But it's pretty crazy to me. To think that nowadays, even national letters of intent, it means nothing. Like, this doesn't mean anything. You know, there was a time where as soon as you signed, that was it. You're there. And if you want to leave, okay, you can leave. But you're going to have to sit out a year. And then we'll see. Like, there's been a lot of that. And it was always coming down to national letter of intent. Commitment was whatever. You know, you, you could you could jump around, you could do different things because you know coaches got fired or coaches left or whatever. There's always those different things that could have happened, should have happened, maybe would have happened. But at the end of the day, whenever you signed your national letter of intent, you were there. And the fact that you know, I'm not sitting here trying to get after you know Bethel Roman or just say like he's he's bad or he's wrong for doing this because you know there's a lot of reasons that maybe we don't even know about. But I just find it so fascinating that even the national letter of intent means nothing. You know, all, all that stuff, all that talk, all that stuff that we've even discussed when it comes to the the wild wild west of transfer portals and NIL. Even the National Letter of Intent isn't sacred anymore. So what is? Like, what, what is? Is there such a thing? Is there such a thing? Is there such a thing as a, as a, as a commitment itself? A true, legitimate commitment to your team, to that program? It doesn't exist anymore. And I think that that's what makes it a little sad for me. And again, I'm not trying to specifically call out Bethel Roman, because again, there could be a lot of reasons why they end up going the way it did. I'm looking at it from just in a general sense. 
what is a commitment? What is loyalty? What is owing something to someone that you talk to? It just, it's not there. And it's not just from the players. You know, it can be from the coaches too now with the new transfer portal when players are processed. You know, they may want to stay at the school, but the coaches are like, you know what, you're not panning out the way that you were supposed to. And I have a player over here that's kind of better than you. So, yeah, we're going to we're gonna play them. And uh, you probably need to go into the portal and find somewhere else to go. So it's not just the players. It's not just the coaches. It's, it's everybody involved. But I just don't like it. I don't like how this is. I don't like how no matter what, like there's no such thing as a signed deal. So what is it? Like what, what makes a player on a team and committed to that team? It just doesn't exist, I guess. It's sad. But there, there, there's my old man yelling at clouds thing. I just wanted to bring it up for all of you. Just something that made me think about it. I don't know. I just thought like, man, like, I remember my always my parents, like when I was playing sports, like, hey, if you... You know, if you ever want to thought about quitting or thought about not wanting to go, it's like, hey, you made a commitment. You got to do it. You got to see it to the end. Doesn't seem that way anymore. It's just sad. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and using and placing some super bets. You know, the prop bets, the parlays, all those fun things are so much fun when it comes to the Super Bowl. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to get involved and in the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets on which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. So new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. And if your first bet of $5 or more wins, you're done. You get it. Your money. You're, you can brag to all your friends about how you got it done. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, we talked about Razorback basketball and how there were so many ridiculous rumors going around. Like, I mean, crazy rumors. We all know about them. And I find them, like, looking back on them, it's like really funny. Like, the, the stories that I saw and the screenshots of these long posts that I saw... I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I'm in awe of them. I am absolutely in awe of them. I can't believe that it's such a weird time that we're living in where there's so many people that believe this stuff, that are buying into this stuff, and think that it's actually legitimate. You know, that we talked about it, at least I think we did, talked about Daniel Musselman, uh, Eric Musselman's wife, having to address a rumor or some of the rumors that are being thrown around because her eighth-grade daughter got asked about them which is absurd, whoever did that. Uh, but she was like, they're completely and totally false. And I thought it was a great thing after Arkansas had won that game against Missouri where there was some fun to be had about 
and I'm not going to talk about the actual details, but you just go with it about the love triangle that was made. And like, yeah, Trevin Brazil uh, tweeting out the a picture of it was like him and Kate Arbogast and they were doing kind of the, you know, whatever. I don't know the triangles, but he's like, hey, this is the love triangle. I saw uh, Jalen Graham. Jalen Graham uh, put up an Instagram story of like the Spider-Man meme when they're all pointing at each other, you know what I'm saying? Like doing that. And it was like Jalen Graham and it's that point at TB, Trevor Brazil and the other one at Devo just kind of like having some, having some fun at it. And I, I thought it, I appreciated it. I, I love a good troll. I love a good, like uh, kind of putting it back on people and, you know, making fun of the situation that's like, Hey, it's, it's not like that. And it's really not like that, but we're going to make fun of the people who think it is. That was awesome. And it also kind of dispels the rumors that are going on and the disgusting rumors that were going on. Um, it's just wild to me how things like this can really go about it. Because I had somebody yesterday comment. They were just like, you you were involved in the rumors too. Uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. In fact, if you listen to the John Neighbors show, on that Tuesday when it was really getting revved up with some of the rumors swirling, I pretty much based the entire show on dispelling the rumors. And the only rumor that was even virtually or at all discussed was the possibility of Eric Musselman leaving after this season because there had been some people that I know and trust, reputable sources that have been floating it out there that that is an idea. That was it. As far as the other crazy stuff, I mean, it was... It was something. It was absolutely something. Some conspiracies going on, some theories, and some wild things. And, you know, hearing about some of the rumors on who actually started those rumors, too, would be very interesting if uh, people, uh, I wish I could say it, but it's pretty interesting to know who those uh, rumors were started by. But either way, I'm just glad that the players were able to kind of defend themselves, defend the locker room, defend their teammates, defend uh, everything because it was so nonsensical, it was so over the top, it was so ridiculous, and I'm hoping that everything can just move on from here and we don't ever have to address it and talk about it once ever again. Let's just hope that the Razorback basketball team can actually continue to play basketball and be really good at basketball and be, you know, I guess they're not really good, but be better, be entertaining because they got LSU coming up, and uh, I guess we'll see if they uh, can bounce back against that too. But I got a really funny story to talk about this Alabama deal. Uh, baseball because the details I, I, you know what we'll just get into it it's going to be really good so you want to stay with us here on the locked on razorbacks podcast you are locked on razorbacks your daily podcast on the arkansas razorbacks part of the locked on podcast network your team every day all right so final segment here on the locked on razorbacks podcast oh man this is great this is i this is too good so, you guys remember Brad Bohannon, the coach, Alabama baseball coach, who uh, was calling the Hogs and after he got ejected last season when Alabama played Arkansas, and like he was just kind of a clown, kind of wild, and it was kind of funny to see him do that. Either way, um, we know he was fired from Alabama for the whole like sports betting deal because he was making in phone calls to guys in Cincinnati or whatever and trying to put some money on the games because he knew that one of his pitchers weren't going to be playing. Like, really shady stuff. Well, the the details have come out from some of this, and this is really, really funny to me. It may not be funny to you, but it's really freaking funny to me. 
Uh, it says on April 28th, prior to Alabama's baseball game against LSU, Bohannon sent several electronic text messages via the signal, via the signal encrypted messaging application to a better that Bohannon knew was involved in sports wagering activities. The electronic messages indicated that an Alabama baseball student athlete, they won't name his name, his name, the scheduled starting pitcher for that evening's contest against LSU would not start the contest due to an injury. Bohannon provided this information to the better before reporting the starting lineup that he was replaced to the LSU coaching staff. Specifically, Bohannon texted the better hammer student athlete one. He is out for sure. Let me know when I can tell LSU hurry. So Brad Bohannon's essentially here in the dugout and he knows that his pitcher's not playing, but he's got to tell LSU about the updated roster. So he knows as soon as he tells him though, that's when the bets are going to start changing. That's when the money line and all that stuff's going to start changing. So he's telling this guy, hammer, hammer LSU right now because he's going to be out. And you got to let him know before I tell LSU and then everybody knows. So you got to hurry. So he's like literally in the dugout about to go meet with him and give him the scorecard. So just ridiculous stuff. But this, it gets even better. It says shortly after receiving the electronic messages from Bohannon, the better attempted to place a $100,000 wager on the LSU baseball team at the Bet MGM Sportsbook at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, but the sportsbook staff limited the better to a $15,000 wager. So this guy wanted to bet $100K. They're like, well, no, it's going to only be $15K. Well, the better then attempted to place an additional wagers involving the April 28th Alabama versus LSU game, but the sportsbook staff declined the wagers due to suspicious activity. So this guy was just saying, hey, you can only do $15,000, but then he tried to do additional waivers. Uh, wagers try to do different additional things and then they start getting suspicious the suspicious activity included the betters insistent demeanor to get the bet place and statements to sportsbook staff that the bet was a was for sure going to win was his quote and if you got if only you guys knew what i knew so this guy is going in there and he's wanting to pet the house he's wanting to bet the farm on alabama they're on LSU against Alabama. And when they're limiting him on these stuff, on this stuff, he's like, this, this is for sure going to win, guys. If you only knew the things that I knew, which as soon as that happens, they're going to be like, um, this is weird. We got to, this is suspicious. As they say, we got to investigate into this. The suspicious activity, it goes on to say, also included the better showing sportsbook staff messages from Bohannon and explaining that the messages were Bohannon informing better that Alabama was scratching its starting pitcher before the game and before Bohannon alerted LSU. I can't, I can't deal with this, man. <laughs> like, the guy's like, already means suspicious. He's like, no, wait, look. Look, it's him. This is the coach. He's telling me this. You guys are, I'm telling you, it's a surefire thing. It's the coach. He's telling me this. Do you not think that they were going to be like, yeah, we need to report this. Like, do you think they're going to be like, oh, really? Well, shoot, man. If that's the coach, then yeah, $100,000. So we can pay you out a lot more. Totally. Bring it all in. What an idiot. 
What an idiot. Like, this is... Like, if you're ever going to do this, folks, if you're going to try to pull some shenanigans like this, don't do it this way. This is disgusting and stupid. I, I, I still laugh about it, but it's just like, golly. People are dumb. People are dumb. I love the details. I'm so glad they came out. That made my night. Made my day, actually. Just knowing that it was so absurd is even more ridiculous than any of us even thought. Either way, appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at John Neighbors Show for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel next Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we will see you then.